on every single play of every single game, of every single practice from the time he was a little boy to a college man culminating in an 18-year professional career. By my calculations, Mike Webster sustained more than 70,000 blows to his head. Now, now, these men, these men, these are the fastest. Now, their speed multiplied by the speed of the men who hit them, the G-forces generated, equivalent to hitting them on the helmet with a sledgehammer. All of this triggered a cascading series of neurological events which unleashed killer proteins upon Mike Webster's brain. The tangles invading and strangling his mind from the inside out, like pouring wet concrete down kitchen pipes. As it hardens, it chokes the brain, leaving him unrecognizable, even to himself. I don't know football. I've never played. But I am telling you that playing football killed Mike Webster. That's Kansas uh, from, I don't know, 1978 or something. What's on my mind? One of my one of my favorite bands from the old days. We opened up with that with that uh, scene from the movie Concussion. And in case you haven't seen it, it wasn't as well publicized for for uh, specific reasons as it probably could have been. Um, If you remember in 2015 or 2016, uh, Will Smith. And a whole bunch of other uh, African-American actors boycotted the Academy Awards because he was not nominated for Best Actor, which, in my opinion, this performance in this movie warranted that he be at least nominated for Best Actor. He did an excellent job and he portrayed a uh, forensic pathologist who's doing uh, autopsies on dead football players. So the reason for that, the reason I bring that up is uh, the reason that he was not nominated for an Academy Award was because if you watched it, if you watched it, you would, it would, it would make you question whether you put your kids into football because of the, the, the effect of football and the crashes that happen on the football field to the brain. And I bring that and I use that today to open up because of what we saw happen in South Carolina on Thursday this week. Um, and I'll get into that in a second because I don't, don't want to stop my momentum. 
I want to get myself introduced so we can talk about that. Um, but first, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman. I'm with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me to find out about some uh, some some pieces of your real estate financing puzzle that you want to, that you're missing, you want to figure out whether to refi or to uh, or to buy or to buy out of state or to refinance something out of state, or if you want to learn about those reverse mortgage things everybody's talking about, but you don't want to talk to me on the phone, go to edhoffman.net, click on the Summit Funding logo, and you can put all the information that you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates, Well, and we'll help you find your way. Um, if you want any part of the show repeated, you can get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, where you can, or also on edhoffman.net, on uh, iTunes uh, slash Apple Podcast, you can actually uh, subscribe for free and have it uh, download once a week to your to your uh, iPhone or your iWatch, your uh, iPod, your iPad, your mini pad, your maxi pad, anything else you can get uh, podcasts on, and you can listen to it on demand. Um, follow me on Twitter where I where I tweet about current events all week long. Also on uh, Parlor and Cloud Hub and. Uh, Gab and uh, all the other all the other ones. I'm uh, trying to repeat my whatever I post, uh, but I'm at Big Ed Hoffman on those. Um, if you have comments on the oh Facebook Facebook page for the show is Facebook.com/slash the main event Ed Hoffman. And uh, if you have comments on the show, send them to Ed at EdHoffman.net. Okay, so let's get back into uh, my opening clip and uh, why I use that this week. So this week in South Carolina, we saw. Former NFL star uh, Philip Adams, um, who took a took a couple of guns, a nine millimeter and a forty five, and and he and he killed his doctor, Doctor Robert Leslie, and his wife and his two grandkids before he killed himself. And although the subject of this week's Bidenism is has been gun control, what I say is. It's the guns. It's not the guns that kill people. It's people with mental problems that have that kill people, people that are evil. And we ought to be focusing on that because I've got a whole stack of guns and not being an evil person or someone with mental clear. No one who's been diagnosed with clear mental problem. None of my guns have killed anybody. Um, So uh, guns don't kill people. People, people kill people. And when they use guns, the only thing that stops those people is good people with guns. The only thing that stops bad people with guns is good people with guns. Um, so we'll talk about that. But let me uh, let me point out this guy was uh, played college football, which is which makes me assume that he played fo- high school football, which makes me assume he played uh, football as a kid. Then he was in the NFL from 2010 to 2016 with various teams, and I think I'm not the first one to bring up that. He had he had some problems in his brain and apparently he had just been cut off from his from his medications, which led him to uh, go on the shooting spree. And he specifically killed his doctor and his wife and his two grandkids before he killed himself. And when you see that movie concussion, you see how how these guys have these brain injuries, these brain brain uh, uh, injuries where they can see inside the cells that this has happened. And it turns these guys into something they don't recognize themselves and suicide ends up being the, the, the least painful way to solve it. Um, 
but for the for the, the NFL didn't want that publicized. So this has this has this has uh, pertinence to both my first two uh, first two subjects I'm going to talk about. So let's start let's start with uh, number one Biden can. Biden's gun control that he announced this this week. Joe Biden announced a series of new executive actions on guns this week, announced in the Rose Garden ceremony with his uh, full uh, teleprompters, because he can't ever say more than uh, three words without teleprompter. As he introduced the new director of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms. No, I think I think he renamed it. He, He renamed it the Bureau of Alcohol, Firearms and Tobacco. The bureau is usually referred to as the ATF but not in the Biden administration. Today, I'm proud to nominate David Chipman to serve as a director of the AFT. David knows the AFT well. Yeah, apparently uh, Biden doesn't know the, a- the AFT well. It's supposed to be the ATF, but that's just a little gaffe. That's not really part of the story. It just goes to show, show what a moron uh, Biden is. Um, the actions include directing the Justice Department to draft policy that would regulate arm braces that help help uh, short rifles categorized as pistols because because they uh, because they're shorter than what would be considered a rifle. And these braces attach to the back of them and go around your forearm to help steady it. So you have have better aim on a gun that's uh, typically not so easy to aim and it's got makes it more accurate. The braces coupled with shorter barrels are what make these weapons legally pistols and therefore less regulated and functionally identical identical to a short barrel rifle. <clears throat> I had to look this up to see it myself. I'm going, what kind of braces is he talking about to go on a pistol? I have pistols and how would you put a brace on that to make it like a rifle? So they're they're talking about guns that would be like the size of an Uzi. And because they're shorter, shorter, they'd be considered pistols, but these make them more steady to, to shoot them with, to shoot. So they, they're more, uh, more accurate. He directed the, the Justice Department to create a template for states to enact their own red flag laws, which I thought the states were in charge of anyway. Um, this empowers judges to keep firearms from people determined that, that they determine to be a threat uh, to themselves or others. Um, I just don't know why they make these gun laws and not make them uh, mental health laws? Why are the, the HIPAA laws that keep anything from anything from being public or being disclosed about a person's uh, mental, mental uh, health? And since these have come around, we see more homelessness. We see more, we see more uh, uh, problems with people that people around him, you know, people that shoot up places. Most of the time when we see someone, take a gun out and start shooting people. We find out later that his neighbors, his family members, people that he works with, people around him have identified um, clues that they had mental issues and, you know, that, that they could have been reported and could have been a red flag, but apparently the HIPAA laws prohibit that. Now we want to make sure people's uh, privacy is protected instead of their neighbors. He asked the Justice Department to issue a report on gun trafficking. He asked the Justice Department to issue a report on gun trafficking. Did he have to ask the Justice Department to do that? Because isn't that something they should be paying attention to? Certainly the AFT should be doing that because that's what they do. And does anybody remember something called the Fast and Furious? Anybody remember that? That's a little thing that... uh, 
uh, Barack Hussein Obama. You know, the guy that uh, Biden used to be vice president to where they took uh, 2000 illegal guns and they uh, and they put them into uh, to people south of the border's hands. And I guess they put some kind of trackers on them so they could track how those guns went from the people they gave them to to get to the cartels. Now, I thought they were trying to track how they got back into the United States. But apparently that's not that's not the, that's not the truth. They're trying to track how they got to the cartels so they could so they could uh, identify the cartels, I guess. Uh, but then there's a guy named Brian Terry, who's a uh, Border Patrol agent who got killed by one of them. And of course, the Eric Holder denied any of that stuff and and lied to his family about it and uh, pretended like this had nothing to do with with uh, something that the Obama administration actually did on purpose. Um, but, you know, that's kind of how the how the Democrats are, is they 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 just put out misinformation. So to mislead anybody to thinking that anything they do is unethical or uh, or, you know, not 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 the, the, the best thing to do, the right thing to do for everybody and to protect everybody's rights. Um, and then they just put in the mainstream media and the mainstream media just runs interference for them. They, they make sure that the truth never comes out. And why are the American people uh, stupid? Uh, well, not all of them, but a lot of them, a lot of them aren't because that's the narrative that the mainstream media supports the Democrats in putting out. It's sad. Uh, the rest of this bill, he directed the administration to take ag- action on ghost guns. Ghost guns are firearms without serial numbers that are sold in kits and assembled at home. Um, speaking on Fox's Harris Faulkner, my buddy Joey Jones had this on that. So you can buy a block of aluminum off the internet. And if you have a drill press and jigs and all types of tools that cost thousands of dollars, you can take that block of aluminum and turn it into a lower receiver of an AR. If you can show me a criminal on the street that has thousands of dollars to spend on those tools to turn that block of aluminum into a gun, then I'll show you someone who does not care about this executive order and will find a way to do it anyway. So does this make us safe? No, it does not. You know what, um, Joey and I've had had a few conversations about about gun control and uh, where I had an opinion. Hey, if you're on the no fly list, you can't buy a gun. And he turned me around and said, well, you, you know, just because you're on a list doesn't mean just because you're on a no fly list doesn't mean that you're a danger because anybody could input the wrong name. Anybody could put in a name that somebody that has the same name as you. Um, this could cause a lot of people to lose their their right to bear arms and where, you know, just, Hey, if you're on the no fly list, then you must not be, be uh, uh, worthy to have a gun. Uh, He straightened me out on that. I think, uh, I think Joey is, is, is pretty close to the mark on this one. Um, But I don't think that's that it hits right at the the bullseye. I think uh, his point is that whether people can buy the equipment to make a piece of a piece of aluminum into a, lower receiver and put the parts together to make a gun. Um, there's a lot of people that, that won't spend that money, but they'll buy stuff on the internet and to, cause they don't want that gun traced. And I think the point is that people that will do bad things with a gun. Don't give a crap about the laws. You can make all the laws you want. And the only people that, 
that that will hurt are the law-abiding citizens that follow it because they'll be unarmed when the bad guys make their own gun or they buy the kits. And if they're, and if you can't buy them openly on the internet, someone will sell them somewhere and bad people do bad things with guns. And the only way to protect the good people is let them have guns too. Um, I've talked to about, I talked to somebody uh, recently um, who's in, who's, who uh, just moved to Texas, one of my neighbors. And he goes, Hey, everybody down here is, and I, I forget what city he's in, but he's down in Southern, uh, Southern uh, uh, Texas. He said, Hey guys around here, they, they just carry around with guns on their hip. You know, they're, they're not even hiding it. And just nobody, nobody dares commit a crime because everybody around them has, has a gun and is ready to pull it on them. I like that idea. You know, if, if you know everybody surrounding you can pull a gun on you, you're not going to pull a gun on somebody that, that you think you can just intimidate with that. I don't know. That's just some little common sense that I think I could be wrong, but I'm not. Biden says, says none of this is taking away your Second Amendment rights. Nothing, nothing I'm about to recommend in any way impinges on the Second Amendment. They're phony arguments suggesting that these are Second Amendment rights at stake from what we're talking about. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. Yeah, no amendment to the to the to the Constitution is absolute. They didn't say, you know, that's the that's the purpose of laws, because lawyers write them and they make sure that the the words are exact. And they say what they're supposed to mean. And when you do an amendment to the Constitution, uh, I would I would I would take it at face value that they had the best and brightest legal minds draft those up before they voted those in. But here's here's some more from uh, our constitutional expert, Joseph R. Biden. In the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. In the very beginning, the Second Amendment existed. Certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. So the idea is just bizarre to suggest that some of the things we're recommending are contrary to the Constitution. Yeah, well, you know, he talks about phony arguments, and this is one of them. You know, uh, uh, you know, and when they drafted the the Second Amendment, the things that were that were prohibited were you weren't allowed to own a cannon. Eh, that seems reasonable. Shouldn't be able to put a you know a, a cannonball into a, a a machine that will blast them through because they'll go through a couple of houses and kill who knows who knows what. And why would anybody need a cannon? Uh, just to uh, protect themselves from tyranny or uh, from the government coming in. Why would, uh, why would anybody actually need a cannon? I guess that would be like saying, Hey, the, you know, you're, you're not allowed to just own any weapon you want. You're not allowed to, to have a, uh, you know, a 50 megaton bomb. Um, I'm not thinking that I would need one of those to uh, protect my family from a burglar or from someone who's trying to harm us. I'm not thinking, you know, weapons of war are necessary at my house. But uh, so that seems reasonable to me. Uh, and to say that you weren't allowed to just own any weapon. I think that's a phony argument and thinking of phony arguments uh, to make a political statement against the new Georgia voting law, major league baseball announced it will move the annual all-star game out of Atlanta costing the city $100 million in revenue and hurting countless local business owners, including black business owners. Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of supporting black voters? And, and I'll just say here, the phony argument is that is what Biden and all the Democrats have been saying, hey, this, this new voting law is, is, to, is to 
keep uh, black people from voting. It's to keep it's to keep uh, um, it's to suppress voting laws. I don't think so. And I and I'm kind of appalled that the uh, that like the NFL, when they when they made sure that that Will Smith didn't get his uh, Academy Award nomination, they thought they were more they were more uh, powerful because, you know, they own the one day of the week. And, uh, you know, there's so much money being made by the NFL. Tax free, I might add, because they're considered a nonprofit organization. I cannot I don't know how that how that stands up in court. But Major League Baseball thinks they're more important than having election integrity, which floors me. And I don't understand how baseball fans don't see that. And Trump called for a Major League Baseball boycott. And I support that. I support that. I hope hope all Americans that used to uh, pay to go see Major League Baseball find a better place to drink beer and, and eat hot dogs and uh, not support these guys because they have a they have a lot of audacity to think that they're more important than electing people that we actually vote for. So uh, Governor uh, Georgia, uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp wants Major League Baseball to know that this is the worst thing they can do for the black communities of Georgia. People are getting screwed in this. A small, hardworking business people that are up in Cobb County and then the metro Atlanta area that are going to get hurt by the all-star game being pulled from here. This is outrageous. People need to stand up and join the fight and say, look, we are done with the cancel culture and this pressuring. Yeah, I would, I would agree. And I think, uh, like I said, uh, Major League Baseball is not that important. And I hope uh, I hope some of you diehard baseball fans uh, can draw a line between what's entertaining and what's right for our country and your kids and your grandkids future. So where is the all star game going? It's going to Denver, a city that's almost 70 percent white. Again, how is this supporting black voters? Uh, I did. I did. When I think about Denver, I think about weed with first uh, first state to the Colorado's the first state to make recreational weed uh, legal. And uh, I looked up Georgia state laws and Georgia does not allow weed. Um, they don't have recreational uh, weed laws. And in fact, the only thing that's that's allowed is medical CBD, low, low THC. So the stuff that's extracted from the weed plant with very little of the stuff that makes you high. So maybe that's the reason. I don't know. The weed lobby getting that big. So some more, of the, some more of the irony of this is Colorado's voting laws only allow for 15 days of early voting versus 17 days under the new Georgia law. My opinion, it should be four days. You got Saturday before election, Sunday before election, Monday before election, and then Tuesday's a national holiday. But we all know on national holidays, not everybody's off. So there'd still be people working at In-N-Out Burger and uh, Carl's Jr. and uh, El Pollo Loco so we could... Uh, so we could get something to eat that day, but let everybody else off like a national holiday. So they don't have any excuse not to vote. Well, I couldn't, I, I'm a working poor. I have to work 14 hours a day. I don't think so. There's always time and give them one weekend, but this early voting for, for two, three months is, is ridiculous. That's just an opportunity to cheat. Two of the biggest uh, corporations in Georgia, Coca-Cola and Delta have made public statements against the new law. And Joe Biden is so proud of them. It is reassuring to see that uh, for-profit operations and businesses are speaking up about how these new Jim Crow laws 
are just antithetical to who we are. I think it's a very tough decision for a corporation to make or a group to make. But I respect them when they make that judgment. It's the best way to deal with this is for Georgia and other states to smarten up. Yeah, smarten up by not implement, implementing racist Jim Crow laws. Uh, you know, like making sure that making sure that uh, people that vote are actually legal to vote and they have IDs and uh, that kind of stuff. Hey, I got a lot more to say about this, but I'm out of time for the first half. So I'm going to pick up right where we left off. Uh, stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials and sports. And we'll pick up right here. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I'm only saying what's on my mind. Hey, I don't uh, often talk about uh, real estate and uh, finance on the show because uh, those of you that aren't in the market uh, might think it's boring, but it's time to figure out if you're in the market, it's time to call. Call me at 855-640-2020. If you want to talk to somebody who thinks like you, um, 855-640-2020 and see if you are in the market. Don't want to talk on the phone, go to edhoffman.net, click on the Summit Funding logo and do that cyber thing. So uh, picking up where we left off when we were talking about the uh, the the uh, National League, ba- the Major League Baseball moving the, the All-Star game out of Georgia and uh, Biden's ridiculous, ridiculously praising Coca-Cola and Delta uh, for speaking out against this law. It kind of, it, that kind of bothers me because, you know, I saw on, I saw a statement from United Airlines um, Wednesday or Thursday saying that that they're they're going to be hiring based on gender and race now going forward because they want to make sure that they're not being uh, that, that they're filling their quotas for minorities and and women. And I say, you know what, that's the last time I'll fly United because I like to think that the guy flying my plane was hired because he can fly a plane. And uh, well, you know, we got this. This white male that has, you know, 30 years, 30 years in the Air Force flying and we're going to hire him as a pilot, but he's white and he's male. We need to get some people of other other colors and some females in there. So we're going to hire this other person. And meanwhile, I don't know that I'm going to I'm going to land safe on the other end of my flight. So uh, United's out. Delta's usually my pick. I'm kind of disappointed in as well as my my drink of choice is typically Coke, uh, Diet Coke. So uh, as opposed to Diet Pepsi. So um, I guess I'm going to have to see what my see what my what my conscious says, conscience says when I fly next. And uh, when I when I go to the soft drink aisle in the in the store or Don does. So uh, former New, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie says it's Biden. Who's the one who needs to smarten up. Stop lying to the American people and start being the great unifier he promised to be. He's lying about this bill. He's lying to the American people about it to cause the raging fire he said he was going to put out. He is lying to cause racial divisions in this country. That's what he accused Donald Trump of doing. And he's a liar and a hypocrite. Yep. Enough said. I think he said it perfectly. He's lying. And uh, those of you people that don't think this is important to pay attention to, well, if you're listening to this show, that's apparently not you. But the people that you know, your kids, your neighbors, your coworkers, uh, you should speak out. Speak out and point this out because there's too many people in this country that don't pay attention and they don't realize 
what a liar Joe Biden is and, and what how deceptive the mainstream media is and the Democrats in putting out this line of BS. The left keeps saying that one of the most racist parts of the law is requiring an ID to, in order to vote. Turning Point USA made this man on the street video in Atlanta asking African-Americans if they thought having to show an ID to vote was racist. I don't think it's racist or prejudice against people that ask about ID. I heard that no one in Georgia has an ID. It's not racist to ask somebody to validate who they are. No matter what race you are, it doesn't matter. Is asking for validation of who you are a racist thing? It's not racist. It's not racist. Yeah, we cut out, we cut out one little part where uh, a little old uh, black lady was saying, she just saying something we couldn't quite understand, but she holds up her, her ID and says, see, so I think it's, I think, I think if somebody had, had said, Hey, having a show ID is, is, um, inferring something that whatever group I was part of white Christian male, white guys, uh, conservatives, um, people that were born into Jewish families that became Christians. I don't know. Uh, people with uh, hair uh, with gray, gray and brown hair together. Um, I don't know anything that I'm a member of former arm wrestlers or lone guys. If they insinuated that I wasn't smart enough to get an ID, I would be offended. I would be challenged. I would be, I would be, I'd be, I'd be mad. I'd be mad. And I would think, and I would think, Regardless of what the mainstream media is trying to show you, I would bet you all these, all these, uh, all these uh, black people and minority people that they're insinuating can't get IDs are being offended as well. I think this will turn, turn, uh, turn, uh, turn, turn around on them and be a bad thing. Uh, let's hope. So next to talk about Hunter Biden, the uh, the first son, the first son, you know, the son of the president, Hunter Biden's book. Beautiful things dropped this week. Uh, I guess that means release this week, and the reviews are in. You know, I, I hope. Uh, uh, I hope. I'm wondering if people will make this kind of noise when my book is dropped or released, coming out later the, later this year. Stay tuned for it. I'll give you more information as we go. But here's here was the first review on uh, Hunter Biden's book. It gave me hope reading it. I mean, it was like my boy's back. Yeah, my boy's back. Makes me feel good about who Hunter Biden is because his senile father said, oh, it gave me hope reading it. Hope that he'll bring in some more money and he'll share it with me. In two CBS interviews, Hunter made various claims about whether the laptop found at a Maryland repair shop was really his. You know, one with all that evidence of him smoking crack, having sex with prostitutes, asking Chinese company for $10 million in exchange for introducing them to his dad. Remember that one? Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that's. Is, this I is really a, don't know. Okay. The answer is you don't know yes or no if the laptop. I don't have was any yours. idea. I have no idea. So could have been yours. Of course, certainly, it, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that it was the that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. Whether or not there exists a laptop at all, I truly don't know. Are you missing a laptop? Not that I know of, but, you know, you read the book and you'll realize that I wasn't keeping uh, tabs on possessions very well for about a four year period of time. Yeah. So there's uh, he was losing track of possessions. I don't know how many people how many how many laptops do people have? 
I have two. I have two. Um, one I use for work all the time. And one I use when uh, there's something I can't upload onto it because it's it's uh, a work laptop. But the whole idea of laptop computers as opposed to desktop computers is they're portable. So you don't have to have. So if you if you travel, you go on vacation, if you go from one room to the next, you can take your same computer with you and all your stuff is on it. How many computers do you have to have before you don't realize if one got stolen? Are you uh, are you buying this BS? I'm not. So uh, when it comes to the to all the money Hunter made from uh, working with China and Ukraine, he says Papa Joe never saw any of it. Have you ever given your father money from any of your no. business ventures? No, nothing, nothing, ever. Not a nickel. Not a nickel. Directly or indirectly? Directly or indirectly. Not a nickel ever. One hundred percent. No, never. Hey, uh, Hunter, your nose is growing. It's getting bigger. What does that mean? So uh, how do you how do you know that this is a lie? Remember this text from Hunter. Uh, he sent to his oldest daughter. Um, and I think they found they found this on the laptop. He sent a text, said, I love all of you, but I don't receive receive any respect. That's and that's fine, I guess. Works for you, apparently. Hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half of your salary. What does that mean? What does that mean? Does that well, hey, apparently the 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 Hunter Biden kids refer to grandpa as pop, according to the uh, emails that they found on his uh, found on his uh, laptop. Apparently, the uh, the you, the Chinese people refer him to as the big guy. So uh, here's one more bogus claim from Hunter's book that he doesn't remember the so-called Arkansas stripper he fathered a child with. He writes in his book, I would later challenge in court the woman from Arkansas who had a baby in 2018 and claimed the child was mine. I had no recollection of the encounter. That's how little connection I had with anybody. Yeah, but his nose is growing again. According to author Miranda Devine, who has her own book about the hunter titled Laptop from Hell, London Roberts, lady's name, is not the, the same hillbilly stripper he met one night in Arkansas. Here's the truth about London Roberts. She was a college basketball star at Arkansas State who had moved to D.C. Hunter did not meet her at some seedy Little Rock strip club. She was in the process of getting her master's degree at George Washington University when she met Hunter in D.C. in 2017. How did he meet her? She was coaching Hunter's daughter, Maisie, as well as Barack Obama's daughter, Sasha, and they started a five-month relationship. Not a single encounter, as his book would claim. And how does Divine know all this? It's taken from one of Hunter's own emails. So he sent it to the building manager in, sept in September of 2017. So after months of sneaking London into his D.C. office through a back door late at night, his building manager, which I'm sure you're in an office building, you have, you have cameras and you have uh, security systems. His building manager emailed a request that he check in his after hours visitors through the front door security. So I'm assuming that building, uh, you know, big office building, He's uh, he's got a there's security, there's cameras, there's uh, security systems and they see entry, uh, uh, entry and exit of things that are going on. And at late at night, he's sneaking her in the back door. So nobody sees it. 
The entitled son of the vice president fired back a 1700 word name dropping reply like, a, do you know who I am? Do you know who this is? I'm sneaking in the back door. So and what he wrote was London is my youngest daughter's basketball mentor. She worked out with Maisie. She worked out with Maisie and Sasha Obama when they played in the rec league together. London is in her final semester at George Washington University National CSIS Master's Program and ranked number one in her class. That seems like a lot to know about somebody if you just met her at one time and didn't have any connection to her. It doesn't seem like a C one night stand. So why would Hunter lie about his relationship with London Roberts? And maybe because at the same time uh, this this happened. Uh, he had this, he had this relationship just after divorcing his first wife, Kathleen. At the same time, he was having sex with his brother's widow, Haley. And right before he got married to his current wife, Melissa, I don't know. Do you think, uh, any of those three women might be interested in the fact that he had this five month relationship? Uh, I don't know. And remember, we talked about this last week, how, how the fact that Joe Biden had to give his blessing on. You know, Hunter told his dad, if you don't give your blessing to this, it's going to it's going to look like I'm doing something wrong. having sex with my dead brother's wife. I don't know. Why would Hunter uh, try to deny any of this stuff? It's a it's just mind boggling. Um, and, you know, the next thing, the next thing I say, you got to hand it to those to the Biden family for being such supporters of women's rights. And and the reason I say, you know, what does this have to do with the Biden family? Because in my opinion, your kids are a reflection of you. All kids are a reflection of their parents and how they were parented. I look at I look at uh, Don and my three kids and I say, hey, these guys are a reflection of how we brought them up. Okay, and I give most of the credit to to Don, um, but I take a lot of that, a lot of that myself in their work ethic and their drive. And uh, I give all the ethical stuff to my wife because even after I met Don, she taught me some stuff about ethics and it's about parenting. One that one that sticks in my mind was was uh, or two that stick in my mind. One is it's not our job to be friends with our kids. It's our job to turn them into responsible adults. And that's priority. And you can't be you can't be friends with your kids until you've made them into responsible adults. And most parents don't don't understand that. The other thing, the other thing is when when our kids were going through one of our kids was going through a uh, through some of those early adult struggles. And I offered to to uh, to rescue one of them by hiring hiring that person to be part of our our company. And she said she said, Ed, be a be a father first and a corporate president second. Don't rescue them. They need, we're not going to let, we're not going to let anybody lose their house or, or go hungry, but they need to learn to find their way out of their own problems. And those are, those are life lessons I learned from my wife. And I, and I would say our kids are a testament to how well the two of us brought them up. So when I look at, when I look at what a train wreck Hunter Biden is, it tells me that Joe Biden wasn't a very good dad. He was so focused on his he was so focused on his career and it and the politics and the and the seedy stuff that goes on in politics that he didn't pay attention enough to these kids to teach them in to turn them into good Americans, to good adults. But that's my opinion, and I could be wrong. <clears throat> so let's let's go on. Let's go on to the next thing. Uh, 
Kamala Harris. There's another picture of picture of uh, of dignity and strength in the community. Um, two weeks after Joe Biden appointed Kamala Harris as the point person on the border, she has yet to visit there. Hmm. Hey, you're the point person on the border. The border is going pretty crazy. It's a little more than chaos. Um, but Kamala hasn't been there. She's the point person. Remember, are you going to the border? Well, not today. <laughs> so Jen Psaki claims the vice president was only appointed to look at the root causes of migration in Central American countries themselves rather than fix the border. Well, let's see. I could probably figure that out right here. Let's see. Uh, life isn't as, as uh, fruitful. It's hotter down there. It's hotter down in Central America because, you know, it's it's, you know, it's south of the border or, or just barely on the on the I'm sorry, south of the south of the equator uh, or just on the equator. So that's the hottest part of the hottest part of the of the earth. Um, it's hot down there. It's probably not as uh, as economically advantaged, um, probably not as many opportunities down there. And they might have uh, third world governments that don't have the freedom. And as long as someone in America says, come on up here, the gates open. There's uh, there's food in the fridge. Help yourself. The donut shop is uh, there's a box of box of donuts here and just it's open up. Come have them. And if there's anything you need, just check in and we'll uh, and we'll get you some free health care. We'll we'll put you in a hotel so you're comfortable. <clears throat> well, on that subject, I called from from one of these uh, veterans uh, groups that I've that I've given to. And I'm th- and as I'm watching this on TV, they call me up to say, hey, and we're collecting for homeless veterans. You know, there's 100,000 homeless veterans on the streets now and we got to we got to take care of them. I'm thinking got 100,000 homeless veterans, but we're putting all our money into inviting people up from south of the border. I don't know. This just doesn't seem right to me. So uh, Kamala hasn't been to any of those countries either, so she's going to figure out. What the thing is in those in those countries in Central America that makes people want to want to uh, migrate to America? Uh, maybe it's a gravitational pull. Maybe the Southern Hemisphere uh, just there's a gravitational pull to the United States, and that's what makes them come. That could be it. I don't think so. But Kamala hasn't been to those countries either. So where has she been instead? Harris did spend Easter weekend in a border state, her home state of California. I'm so excited to be here. On Monday, she traveled to Oakland to tout the American jobs plan. Everybody here got vaccinated. And on Tuesday, she visited a vaccination site in Chicago, where she also made a quick trip to a bakery. While she was there, like many Americans, she got a snack. I think she's allowed to do that. Harris also talked on the phone to the president of Guatemala last week and the president of Mexico today. But she did not accompany the administration's special envoy for the Northern Triangle on a trip this week to Guatemala and El Salvador. Now the governor of Texas and the attorney general of Arizona say it's time for Harris to visit the border. Yeah, well, you know what Harris's uh, primary job is. She's Biden's seeing eye dog. So everywhere you see Biden appearing in front of a camera, there's there's Kamala Harris right behind him with her mask on. So you can't see that she's snoring or sleeping or or what's going on behind her behind her mask. But there she is. So she can tell Joe, come on, Joe, it's time to stand up. Joe, turn right. Wait, open your eyes. It's not time to take a nap, Joe. Hey, uh, Joe, turn right here. 
stop. There's a door. You got to grab the, the door handle before you, before you go through it, or you're going to bump your little head. And you know, here's a, here's another observation, a question I ask when I watch all those videos, didn't the CDC just say three feet was acceptable, acceptable distance to uh, socially uh, distance. And from the beginning, wasn't it six feet or you wear a mask? So why does Kamala Harris have to sit behind him like 15 feet and, uh, and keep her mask on? Why is it that people in the Senate or the House, when they're having these hearings, they keep their mask on when they, when, so you can't even hear what they're saying? Why is it you're all distance, but you still have to wear a mask? I don't know. Can you say government's trying to control us? So while Kamala Harris has abandoned the, the migrants she supposedly cares about, this 10-year-old boy from Nicaragua was abandoned by a group that he came here with and had to ask the border agent for help. So let me just play a piece of it because you won't understand it, but just so you can hear the emotional part of it. So let me let me just cut right here because unless you speak Spanish, this is all this is all meaningless to you. But you can hear you can hear in the kid's voice. You don't have to be you don't have to speak Spanish to hear the fear and the and the and the sadness in this kid's voice. So what he said, the child, the child says, can you help me? The border agent said, what happened? The, the little kid says, I'm coming with a group and they abandoned me and I do not know where, where they're at. So the border agent says, you do not know where they're at? They left you alone? And the child says, of course, they abandoned me. And so the border agent says, they left you alone abandoned. You're not coming here with mommy or daddy or anyone else? And the, the little boy says, what? He says, are you coming here with your father or your mother? Nobody. I was coming in a group. At the end, they abandoned me. I've come here to ask you for help. Border agent says, they abandoned you, and they told you to come ask for help? No, I'm coming because if I did not, where am I going to go? So can you imagine, can you imagine a little kid? You know, where is that kid going to feel safe? With some group going to a country thousands of miles away or with mom and dad? What kind of parents let their kids do that? Oh, these parents love them so much that they sent them with these, with these traffickers or these, or these uh, coyotes, and they paid them $6,000 per kid to send them to another country alone. That's child abuse. And if these, and if these parents are so, so damn destitute, how'd they come up with $6,000 a kid? Allegedly. Here's Tommy Lahren saying, uh, what I've been saying all along about the parents who send their kids here alone. Yeah, unlike Kamala, I visited the border last week. I was in Arizona, and I'll tell you, the cattle call has been issued. Those that are coming across know that Joe Biden is not going to send them back. The parents know that. By the way, these parents that are sending these children across the border unaccompanied with drug smugglers, human traffickers, coyotes, criminal organizations, they are criminals and they are horrible parents. I'll go ahead and say it. Yeah, where uh, Biden would say, how desperate do you have to be to do that? Well, it could be desperation, um, but that $6,000 part uh, makes me think maybe they're not really that desperate. Uh, maybe it's selfish. Maybe, hey, when they get up there, someday they'll be able to get me into the United States. Or maybe it's, hey, when they go up there, now I don't have to take care of them anymore. I don't know. I just think of all these possibilities. Uh, you know, having, uh, having been a parent 
um, and a single parent at, at, at uh, for a little while, um, you know, you, you don't think you don't imagine when you're, when you're married and bringing up kids that you could ever do it by yourself until you have to, and you decide whether you're, whether you're dedicated. Um, I think about how, uh, how I told my son um, when he had his, when he had his, our first granddaughter, I said, the day she was born, that was the, that took away your right to be selfish ever in your life until that kid's in a responsible adult. You don't have the right to be, be selfish anymore. And, and that's the truth. They, they had these kids, God gave them to them and that eliminated their right to be selfish because first priority, they can't take care of themselves. And here's someone, uh, here's someone that we, that we miss seeing in the white house, Kaylee McEnany. That video, what an absolute tragedy. That is heartbreaking. But let me be exceedingly clear. There is one person directly responsible for that video, and it is President Biden and his administration. When you stand at a podium and say, we will not send children back, you incentivize those children to come. When you roll back Title 42 for children and say, we will not send them back to their home countries and reunite them with their parents, you are incentivizing it. Joe Biden needs to answer for this. This is his problem on his watch that he incentivized isn't that refreshing when we had a uh, white house press secretary with a brain who actually told the truth and actually well you know what kamala harris stopped and had a snack at a donut shop she has the right to have a snack is that really what we, what jen Psaki's job is is this really america hey folks keep your eyes open keep your ears open keep your brains working and uh and and keep your mouths open because when we get to those to those uh, pearly gates up there and we meet our maker, we have to answer for everything we did on earth. We have to answer for everything we should have done and didn't. Anyway, my name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. I'll be back with you from Montana next week. The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1026588. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.